0: Today's guest is John Gray, author of Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus, which is a book I'm sure all of you have heard of. And he also has a more recent book, uh, Beyond Mars and Venus, which speaks a little bit more about the hormones and male-female differences in the modern, more androgynous age. And uh, it was really fun speaking with him. I remember uh, seeing him on Oprah in the mid-90s when I was like seven years old, my mom would watch him. So it was cool speaking with him uh, many years later and, and also noting that a lot of what he shares, even from back in his book in 1992, everything holds true. Like these principles of male-female relating are still true. I know in his more recent book, and, and we speak a lot about how it's been adapted for the modern era where our consumerist society has people thinking that they're independent, or if you have enough money, you don't need to be in a relationship, you don't need to be interdependent, women don't need a man, men end up being effeminate because a lot of uh, our testosterone-driven characteristics are not necessities anymore. But anyway, we are speaking a lot about sexuality. Uh, John has had a lot to say about semen retention. I actually didn't know about his spiritual background and transcendental meditation uh, until very recently, so it was really cool speaking about that. It uh, gives a lot of practical tips about relationships, and especially in the COVID era, where so many people are getting divorce because it's kind of hard to maintain polarity and novelty when you're trapped in a home with your significant other. John shares some uh, very useful tips, uh, also perspectives. And I will say, I mean, speaking with him, it was awesome. Uh, It definitely made me more eager to pair bond. (laughs) I mean, he shares some stuff on a spiritual lens at the end of the episode, which is really fun. Anyway, right now you're listening to episode 084, John Gray, Beyond Mars and Venus. You're listening to the Rwando Podcast, part of the Gotham Podcast Studio Network in New York, New York. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate it wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, John. Thanks for being here. Hey, happy to be with you. Yeah, for sure. Um, So I actually, I mean, I became familiar with you as a seven-year-old watching you on Oprah with my mom many years ago. And actually only uh, a month ago, someone handed me your book, Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus, and I finally read it. And uh, I was actually surprised uh, at how much the principles are timeless, even though it was written 25 years ago. I was really thrilled. Um, And I've been looking forward to speaking about relationships, but only recently did I find from your Wikipedia page, you had an equally interesting background in transcendental meditation. So before we get into relationships, I'd love to hear if you could speak about your background a little more.
1: Uh, Sure. Um, Well, I grew up in a family of six boys. Uh, One girl, so I really understood guys a lot. I think that's helped me with the men from Mars ideas. Uh, Mm -hmm. But I was a child of the '60s, so after Woodstock, we all got very high. It was big high experience, but you crash really low. And so right after that, I said there must be a different way. And then the Beatles came out and said you can learn to meditate. They'd just been in India with the Maharishi, and the Maharishi just came to America. So I took off, hitchhiked up to New York from Texas took his one-month course, and then went across the country to California, took his one-month course, then went to Colorado, took his three-month course, the only courses he ever taught in America, and became hmm. the youngest TM teacher. I was just graduating from high school that year.
0: Hmm.
1: And um, rather than doing the normal traditional route of going off to college, uh, I decided I wanted to uh, study with him. And he said, no, no, you should go to college. So... Uh, I I went to University of Texas, but I got study credits to go be with him <laughs> and study Eastern mm-hmm. philosophy. Uh, so uh, like was, accredited
0: by your university? Your yeah, university? yeah. It was oh, cool.
1: uh, they were starting to. It was a new thing they were starting to do around that time where you get uh-huh. independent study credit. And uh, eventually, I, I did about two years of independent study credit. Then I, Maharishi established the Maharishi International University, so I just
0: continued my studies there. Uh, and that's that was the one in Davenport, right? <laughs> With, uh... actually it,
1: uh it was in uh salzburg switzerland uh, oh, a okay. years later about 5 years later then a branch of it moved to the united states and became an accredited american university called murishi international university then it became murishi Inter- uh university of management or something like mm. that uh so and that still goes on today i i think lots of people go there uh but for me my whole stint was with him in switzerland helping to develop as faculty of the university their courses teacher training programs and it was a great time in my life i was a a master of meditation this is the first research that was done on the planet was done on my brain of the eeg cuz eeg had just come out and they were doing all this research hmm. and uh, there was like 3,600 uh, centers we had of TM, and there was a poster of my brain showing me and then showing my brain activity, uh, coherent brain activity. And what's interesting is that ideally what meditation does allows you to use both the left and right hemispheres of the brain simultaneously. Now, if you look at geniuses, they're kind of born that way, but meditation can help you to develop the ability to be both left and right sides of the brain. Which in my work today, it's about the masculine side of the brain is the left side and the feminine side is the right. And we know this to be the case that estrogen, the female hormone, which women need 10 or 20 times more to be happy, actually, they need 10 times more estrogen than a man in order to be happy. And they need 20 times more estrogen than a man in order to fall in love. So women don't have Mm -hmm. enough right brain activity, and it's the right brain activity that stimulates estrogen. part of the brain called the right anterior parietal lobe which every woman it's bigger than the left anterior parietal lobe they're born that way and every man he's born with the left anterior parietal lobe twice as big as his right because the right the left anterior parietal lobe is necessary to make testosterone a stimulation of that part of the brain helps to make testosterone and men require at least at least 10 times more testosterone than a woman, if not 20, 30, 40, uh, 20, 30 times just to feel good and 50 times, 40 times more than a woman in order to feel in love. Uh, so, you know, a lot of men have problems falling in love except when they're having sex and then it goes away right away <laughs> and women, because <laughs> sex will bump up the testosterone temporarily uh, and women fall in love after they have sex quite often, and then the guy pulls away, his testosterone goes back down. So there's a lot of confusion between men and women if we don't understand how to balance these hormones inside ourselves. Now, meditation helps to balance it. That's one of the things that Maharishi really focused on in that research back in those days, uh, the Transcendental Meditation Movement. It does cause brain left, left and right <clears throat> brain coherence. They also, in research, just very interesting there are some exceptions, of course, to what I just said. Uh, if you are a schizophrenic, uh, they tried to find out what are the brain differences of schizophrenics. And what they found is a schizophrenic uh, tends to always have the left and right anterior parietal lobe equal. So they're not born with more on hmm. one side, less on the other, they're equal. And also they find that geniuses also have that quality. So now, now you're looking at, Most of the the highest rate of schizophrenics come out of Stanford and uh, Harvard, because this higher brain power, which does come from coherence, some people are just born that way biologically, and if they don't get the right nurturing, then they become schizophrenics. If they have the right nurturing, then they're able to fully develop and express their genius. They're they're the ones who sort of, you know, they play the piano right away as a kid. You know, they have some amazing talents and abilities. That's because they're born that way. Others like us, we have to develop that. So I had to develop my coherence. But what that did is allowed me to access both the masculine and feminine qualities within myself. So that's what my work's really about for people today, because while the ideas of men are from Mars, women are from Venus, often are very uh, show up for a lot of people once they get involved in a relationship. If you're not involved in a relationship or you're not, you haven't fallen in love and made a commitment to someone, that's when they really come up. Because when you fall in love, that means your testosterone for a man goes way up and your estrogen goes way up for a woman. Now, those differences between men and women really begin to show up. But if you're not in that kind of intimate sexual relationship, then we, we tend to be more autonomous, which is, okay, we tend to find the male and female within ourselves. So we have both qualities. But the problem today, and this is a big problem, is that women who need more estrogen, because they're not in relationships, they tend to make more testosterone. Independence is testosterone. I can do it myself. And their estrogen goes low and then they have difficulty falling in love and staying in love and men often because they're not in relationships and because they have this higher consciousness which people are born with today more of this equal uh coherence in the brain what happens is males if they don't get enough training and support and money to reward their activities if their testosterone isn't boosted by messages of success then they tend to move more on the female side of them, the, the right side of the brain, which is for play, enjoyment, for love, for emotions. They love, men are like playing too many games sometimes. They're getting lazy, they get passive, they don't have mm-hmm. the same commitment energy and their libido starts running out. These are all the symptoms of low testosterone, high estrogen. So we're hormonally out of balance today. Now throw into the mix, the fact that we all drink water out of plastic bottles They've shown that plastic <laughs> causes men to become feminized. Their estrogen levels go higher. And for women, when estrogen levels come from the environment, like from a, from a plastic bottle, that's only one of the sources, but it's a real one. Uh, estrogen goes in from the outside, sends a message to her brain. She has plenty of estrogen, so her body uh, stops making estrogen. She stops making it. The brain says, okay, you don't need to make estrogen. You got plenty of it, so now you can do your own thing. So women actually go more independent the more estrogen comes in from the environment. Because when you're low in estrogen, what raises estrogen is feeling, I need help. I need support. And getting Mm -hmm. that support raises your estrogen higher and higher. But if nature, if not nature, man-made chemicals get into your body, they bind with estrogen receptor sites, go into a woman's brain, send to her okay you already have a relationship you're you're already fine you've got your estrogen but she doesn't her body doesn't feel the need to make estrogen then her body balances that by making testosterone and so she becomes overly independent which you see women mm-hmm. today overly independent not wanting to be in relationship not trusting to be in a relationship they can't come back to the female side because qualities of estrogen are trust acceptance uh, love enjoyment pleasure being happy. So if you're not happy, uh, your hormones and your woman, your estrogen and your progesterone are out of balance. And generally, you're making too much testosterone in your activities. So that's a big picture. So that takes you from the men and from Mars ideas that show up when men and women start having intimate relationships. And then you've got more of the single people who actually can't get in an intimate relationship or can't make them last because they actually have more brain coherence. They're more on the left and right sides of the brain. Their hormones are out of balance because of that access. It's easier for men to go to their female side than to stay in your male side. Easier for women to go on their male side than stay in their female side. And the female side, you have to depend on people for things. On the on the male side, uh, for men, you know, we have to like to take the risk all the time of su- succeeding. You know, I got to try this and try this, and I might fail and I might fail. Why not just go play a game and <laughs> forget all <Right>. my problems? <laughs> So these are new challenges that we have. So that's the new book, Beyond Mars and Venus. They get they're get like companions. They both go hand in hand.
0: Yeah, I've, I haven't read that yet. But when I was reading your earlier book, uh, the, the whole time I'm thinking, this is great. But what about the androgyny that we're kind of moving towards in society? And like as a younger guy, a lot of my peers, it's kind of like some of the virtues of masculinity have become kind of obsolete. We don't have to go hunting. We don't have to women earn as much, which is great. But it's like it's almost like some of the functions that made men men for many generations are kind of like not needed. So you see a lot of guys in my generation watching porn and video games all day. Um, I'm
1: You narrowed it down right there. You see, it used to be that what stimulated a lot of testosterone in men was our roles. Women were 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 dependent upon men. So if you wanted to get laid, if you wanted to get love, you had to get a job you had to work hard and the society supported you in having a job and working hard uh, and 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 you were trained to do that now when women don't need men as much then men don't rise to the occasion literally men <laughs> they get turned on you know we're like limp penises and then the erection <laughs> happens you know we need to be turned on and you know if there's a fire Then we get turned on. Oh, I got to go put out the fire. You know, if there's a problem and what I can do is needed, then we come alive. Men need to feel needed. And women, to be happy, they need to feel I can get what I need, but without having to do it all. That's a key thing. You know, female power, which women today are very low in, they're trying to be men to get male power. Male power. It, the, the, the masculine energy power, we'll put it that way, the masculine energy side of us, the testosterone powers. look what I can do. I can do it myself, even. Look what I've accomplished. Look what I've done. Look what I will do. Look what I am doing. That's all about testosterone and appreciate it. Okay, then the flip side of that is the female power inside of all of us, and I've got it, and so does my wife and so forth. That's female power is attraction. It's a law of attraction. It's female power. It's it's getting other people to do stuff for you. I mean, if you take it to the extreme, and then nothing's ever the extreme, but the extreme of female power is I can get everybody to do everything for me, and I don't have to do anything. Everybody serves me. And the extreme of masculine power is I completely give up myself. I have no needs. I'm selfless. I totally serve. And to a certain extent, when you joined the army, that's what you became, you know, you were really risking your life, giving up your life, giving up your comforts, giving up, you know, pleasures because it's no fun being in the army and it's no fun being in war. It's a horrible, horrible experience. So giving up your own pleasure to serve a goal that was noble, that would anticipate would, which would be appreciated and acknowledged and seen with respect. All of those things, brought men, gr- help men to grow up. But, you know, there should be another way to grow up other than having to risk your life. But men have to be trained how to increase their masculine energy because otherwise they tend to, it's like uh, entropy. You, you tend to automatically go to the easiest, which is you go over your female side. Right. For women, if you can't trust a guy, say a woman's married for a few years and she goes, oh, he completely forgets to do this. He forgets to do this. I've asked him to do it several times. I'll just do it myself. You see how that is rather than, you know, get, figure out how do I get him to do this for me? Cause she doesn't know how to do it. So she's frustrated and she doesn't know how to get the support she needs. Cause that's an art, you know, just like we need to get people to come to our websites. You know, you need to get somebody come to your business. You need to, you know, that's not just easy. you got to learn a science of how to attract someone into your life. And women had that down for a long time. You see that the way mm-hmm. culture used to be when women were actually dependent on men it, when a man did something for you, you had so much happiness and you felt so appreciative, like a, a hungry person, you know, what was it? Like almost, uh, almost 70 years old. It was, uh, so it would be sending my story 40, 40 years ago, I was homeless. Okay. So it was a period of time I was living on the beach in California, had no job. I'd been a monk for nine years. And then when I came out into the world, I stopped being a monk with the Maharishi because uh, my brother was bipolar and meditation didn't fix it, so I went to study cal- psychology. So then I went back to California to study psychology. And during that time, before I got to school whatever, I was uh, homeless, I didn't have any money, I had to get a job, I didn't have a job, I was living with these people on the beach, it was scary and all that stuff. So that was uh, a down time because I wasn't producing anything. So as men, what we we're, when we're out of work, we are our worst self. We're not being productive. So women used to need men. So men always felt like you had a job to go to. You had to figure out how to make money to provide for a woman and a family. And then you would get love and you would be a man. You'd be respected by society and all that good stuff. Now it's all confused. And what I bring in beyond Mars and Venus is the knowledge of how within ourselves we can find that balance So that women can have the power to do it themselves, but also attract help. Do it yourself, but also attract help. And men have the power to enjoy doing the difficult things. Your work, but also to enjoy your work. Because if you ask your father, maybe your grandfather, if he really enjoyed his work, most men didn't. They looked forward to retiring, which meant that I don't have to do this job anymore. This, you know, that I, I... It's like a a happy sacrifice. I do this because it makes my family happy, but I prefer not to go to work every day. Today, like for me, because I have a balance of the yin-yang energy, the masculine feminine energy, I work hard, but I love my work, okay? I mean, this is fun. Uh, I have so much fun doing it, I'm almost afraid to charge for it because I have so much benefit from it. So it's like that's hard work, making money, but also enjoying it. Those are the male-female energies coming together. So when a woman actually works hard, she's independent, but she loves what she does. And when she comes home, she can relax and she's happy. Her hormones are in balance. But that's not Mm -hmm. the case today. I see it so much of the time. Women are burnt out. And they'll give you the reasons. They always have reasons for it. But the real reason is how they're responding to their life. Their hormones are out of balance
0: yeah it's kind of ironic that I think a lot of third wave feminism that trained women to f- like fight in the male business world like men, uh like so many women in that world shame their own femininity, like they, or they don't trust like the feminine power to attract, unfortunately
1: you said so much there, but mm-hmm. if I can break it apart, yeah it's like often, not all women, but often when women are on their masculine side, they shame their female side they feel that to have emotions to need help is weakness it's not weakness it's power to get help it's a powerful person has people serving them <laughs> that's power but to feel i need help oh now here's a way of reframing it for them is certainly i could do it myself but i much prefer you do it for me it will make me much happier mm. yes i can do everything but i won't be able to sleep at night I need help so I don't have to do everything. I don't want to do everything. I want to have help so I can relax and not do everything. And the the problem for women is it's so easy for them to go on their male side. They just go right over there. Uh, It's the easiest thing in the world. Once you've got those connectors in the brain and many of them are born with that or simply they have the, uh, the, the hormones coming into their body that pushes them to their male side, could have them to their mother while they're in the womb, so they already come back, come out with an easier access to their masculine side. Because for a woman, it's why would it be easier for a woman to go to her male side? Because her female side says, I depend on you. Well, that's scary, okay? That's dangerous. I got to wait for you to do it, and you're not doing it, and you're in your cave, or you're <laughs> you're busy working. Yeah. I really know you love me, and there's younger women out there. I don't know if I can really depend on you. So it's much easier at that point when you're in that fear place of, I don't think I can really depend on you for help. I'll just do it myself. And then uh, I don't have to have any worries. I can just do it myself. So you see how easy that is for them to go there if they can go there. See, in the past, women couldn't go there. They literally could not go to the place of, I can do it myself because they couldn't do it themselves. And and so what they did is they developed that part of the brain tremendously, the female side, and culture did that. And it also, culture's not stupid. It's just we've evolved out of it. The old culture helped women to be in a place where their bodies could make babies, they could make estrogen, and experience well-being. Men, on the other hand, they were in a culture, when it worked, and it didn't ever work for everybody, but worked for many, is... If they did their job, they were rewarded, and a woman would love them because we all need love. There's no difference between that. It's just that primarily men experience love through sex. I'll just say that again. I, I do a good job. Everybody claps for me on stage. Uh, I feel loved. I feel appreciated, but nothing like the kind of love I feel when I'm having sex. Okay, and anybody that great sex knows that. Okay, that men experience greater love through through having sex you're turned on and a woman is aroused and she's having an orgasm you feel like superman and the flip side of that is when a woman has a man who's present for her and provides for her the stimulation she needs in sex she not just she, she needs to love first she needs to feel the love but through sex her estrogen levels double okay they they particularly double during sex and when she has an orgasm it shoots way up so she gets to open her heart, and not just feel a higher level of love; she feels her need for sex. See, that's what's missing <laughs> in all the women today. They uh, <laughs> see. I won't say all the women. I say that I don't mean. I mean the the women who have people who have relationship challenges. Okay, they're they're not able to fall in love. They they can't find the right person. They find the right person, and then they're the wrong person, and then they're like. They're not all having sex. I mean, that's the big secret. You know, 90% of couples really don't have great sex after the first mm-hmm. few years. Uh, so, and some do, I did, I, you know, 34 years of great sex. Now my wife has passed on. I'm in another relationship now, having great sex. i have a tell I'm hundred, you know, <laughs> it'll keep <laughs> me young. Uh, this is life, uh, is aliveness, is when do you feel most alive uh, is in sex. And when, when women can get their estrogen levels up then their testosterone levels begin to rise and they want sex and they realize how important sex is to them. Talk to so many 50-year-old women, they go, oh, sex is not that important to me. Some say it is. And those who say it is often still, they what they're really wanting is the, what they felt was a man loving them so much during sex, but they don't really have all the juices of sex. So it's mm-hmm. to be to be really really sexual and have all those hormones being produced a woman's estrogen has to be double uh, what a man's generally are uh, uh, no t- 20 times more than what a man's are double her own <laughs> levels of happiness estrogen then uh, then she's happy lady okay and she doesn't need to have it all the time she's different from men women don't have to have it all the time men need a good <laughs> orgasm every week uh, if you have too many orgasms, you'll lose your libido, uh, unless you learn how to have orgasms without ejaculating, and most men, that's a. it took me years to learn how to do that. Then you can have sex every day, but right. if you ejaculate, you lose your zinc. Your zinc makes your testosterone, so you become weaker. You lose interest, and when you become weaker through sex, it's such a dopamine hit that you crave that high dopamine again, so you masturbate a lot. So guys are masturbating their life away uh, once a week. Okay, no big deal. You're you're just losing some zinc. zinc you'll build it back up. Uh, it's also life force as well. And every man yeah. knows that. Jing, project, I think actually.
0: you said Jing, <laughs> is that the Taoist the, term for the, it. The,
1: yeah, the Jing. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. It was interesting
0: because. Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead.
1: No, you. You go. You go
0: yeah because um when i was I, I hadn't heard you speak about semen retention when I was reading the book, uh, but when in one of your chapters you you compared men to rubber bands about how they come back if they're allowed to stretch out and i that the first thing that came to mind is like, oh when a man has sex without orgasming, he immediately wants to spring back like I think a lot of the semen retention benefits can be maybe exaggerated but one thing I know for sure is if you have sex without orgasming, you just want to pay more attention to her. Like you just, you just come back immediately.
1: <laughs> you are the best husband in the world if you learn how to have orgasms without without ejaculating. Uh, semen retention is is a key to left and right brain uh, coherence. That's why they looked at my brain the most. Okay. I was hmm. meditating, yeah, I used to meditate 15 hours a day. I'm very good at it. Once you get semen retention for a few years. Uh, your ability to experience expandedness, spirituality, out-of-the-body experiences, all that stuff I did for nine years when I was celibate. I was a pure celibate. I didn't masturbate for nine years. I never lost semen for nine years, okay? Which is very rare, according to what I found out later. All the other guys-
0: No (laughs) wet dreams or anything?
1: (laughs) No wet dreams for me. No, I'd wake up right away. I would such a thing, you know, go get get in the shower. Uh, (laughs) But see, what I was doing is- I had a meditation technique. The kundalini was awakened inside of me. And so it was constantly using the semen and bringing my energy up into my head. My perspiration was semen. It filled my body because it, it was going up. You have to have the spirituality to get the semen to go through your whole body. Uh, at least I did. I, I can't say every. that's the only way. I just know for me. Uh, and, and that's always been the case in uh, the spiritual yogic tradition is if you want to have the yogic experiences, I mean, go to the heavens. Uh, celibacy is very, very important. Um, mm-hmm. Opening the well, third eye, having these experiences, ecstasy, ananda, I'm one with the universe, feeling self-awareness, and then coming into the world. Uh, all of that is brain going into brain coherence, genius coming forth, uh, and genius comes forth in different ways for different people. We all have our own genius genius comes from genie, the, the magical power that comes from us. And our success multiplies uh, if you're celibate. And you know, if you read uh, or you have sex and you're celibate, uh, or and that's called having sex with maintaining your semen, or you're having sex, but you're only releasing your semen occasionally. That's another thing. That's not so bad. I mean, that's normal. Most people, great people will release it normally once a week. There was a study done by the Japanese that show that if you have sex and you ejaculate, I'm talking about the men here, the men ejaculate, their testosterone goes down. Everybody knows the Sunday morning blues. If you have, if you have sex Saturday <laughs> night, you just want to sit out and watch football. You know, let them do all the activity. You'll just pretend you're a player. It's your team. You're winning, but you're not doing anything. Okay? It's passivity. So we all become kind of passive. All right. At that point, the testosterone has gone down and they measured that. Then what they found is, is the testosterone stay at that level a little bit higher for the next four or five days. But on the seventh day, like Saturday morning when you wake up, you have alpha testosterone levels. Your testosterone levels double. So you have your normal testosterone levels, which is okay. Nothing wrong with normal testosterone. But if you don't ejaculate on the seventh day, meaning you don't masturbate for six days, on the seventh day, you're Superman. You're alpha. Your <laughs> testosterone levels double, and they measure with athletes who did this. Their speed, their record, their athletic scores improve. They can run faster. They can jump higher. <laughs> you literally,
0: men
1: mm-hmm. of steel. Uh, you have that motivation, which generally gives you the courage to risk initiating sex. Because we initiate sex, it's the most vulnerable thing a man can do. Is to initiate sex. Sexual rejection destroys testosterone, and ironically. Uh, When couples, you know, after a man's been rejected a few times because she has a headache and she's too busy and whatever, he takes it personally, his testosterone level just takes a dive. And now he's not that interested in sex. So what happens to the sex drive in marriage is not having good communication. Because, you know, if if I said to my wife, honey, want to have sex or let's have sex? And she says, "Uh, no, I'm busy. I got to make a cake for the kids. Boom. You know, it's like, what, that's more important? Or I got to make a fruit salad for the neighbors. That's even worse. Oh, the neighbors are now more important than us having sex? Okay. So that's a big sexual rejection. After several of those, what happens to a married man is he starts coming home hunting. He's literally looking, is she in the mood? Is she not in the mood? (laughs) And and so many times women aren't into, into the mood until they feel his interest in her and his affections but he's withholding his interest in affections because he thinks she's not in the mood. I would counsel couples and, and you know, I ask how often they have sex and how often they want to have sex. And the man would say, oh, I want to have sex all the time. And the woman said, what are you talking about you want to have sex all the time? You don't tell me that. I said, yeah, but you, if I tell you, you don't want to have it. She said, no, I want to have sex sometimes. But you never find out unless you have communication about it that works. So one of those techniques, I don't know where I got to, the, I mean, this is in the Mars Venus in the Bedroom book, Uh Great technique, which is I'd say, Hey, you want to have sex? And she'd say, She'd say, Oh, I always love having sex with you. Probably tomorrow will be a better time. I could be more ready. Then boom, because women sometimes have to get ready. Meaning, uh, first of all, they can't just do it right away. They got to clean themselves, otherwise they feel a bit embarrassed. There's things going on down there. A. B, they need that's what they say, I have to freshen up. But they've got things going on in their mind. I still have to do this, I have to do this. They can't just suddenly shift. Oh, let's just have sex. Men can. Men can use sex to forget their problems. You know, you could be all worried about something and your hot wife comes in when you're thinking about when you're having a good sex life and boom, you can drop all that in an instant by having sex. All the blood goes down south for men. Women, slowly it goes down. And part of it is just feeling a little attention, a little affection, a little help, a little support that starts raising her estrogen levels. Then when her estrogen levels get to happy, that's 10 times the normal man. Then if you start having foreplay, then uh, the estrogen will go to double. But if sexual foreplay and, and sexual touch, for example, is not arousing to a woman unless she's at this certain threshold of 10 times higher estrogen than a man. Now there's exceptions to that I don't want to go into all of that but you know there could be a dangerous situation and and that could uh throw up her estrogen sometimes danger will do that sometimes danger pushes it down and that's a more complicated understanding that's in my book Beyond Mars and Venus.
0: Huh. I mean just real quick on on that is that like Maybe one of the reasons why some people get aroused by BDSM stuff, like the fear okay, spikes we'll of sex there. hormones. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay, yeah, we okay, we can go there. I mean, it's all understandable. Absolutely, danger. If a woman has has if a woman particularly particularly if a woman has been sexualized before puberty, okay. Particularly then, uh, there could be other reasons for this as well, but she knows. Through sex, she can get love. Okay. She can get attention, by the way, to a child is love. Okay. <laughs> through sexual being sexualized or having uh, attention of an adult when she's a, a little girl uh, will put a, a program into her brain that I can use sex to get love. It can also be my father's not available to me, but he's always interested in other women. It could be he cheated on mom. It could be he left mom for a younger woman. It can be. He uh, looks at women and gets aroused, and little daughter sees that, mother sees that. There's a whole dynamic there of a triangle. So all these psychological things can set up for some women, not all, where they feel that through sex, they can get love. You see, if that didn't happen, those traumas didn't happen, then a woman would experience, let's say she had a great childhood, then her sexuality comes because she's received love, then she wants to give herself sexually. That's a difference. You do things for me. You take me on a day. You listen to my feelings. You make a commitment to me. You make me feel like a queen. I feel you've given me so much. I just want to connect with you. I want to take off my clothes and have sex with you because I've received so much. So sex for her is an opening in response to receiving. So she just wants to open up more and more and more and receive more and more from you. Okay. In the situation where a girl doesn't feel loved, she feels unworthy inside. Father wasn't there for her. How do I get father's attention? How do I get a man's attention? Okay, I become sexual. So I can use my sexuality to get love. Use my sexuality to get love. And so there, that's where you get a lot of women who are overly sexualized. They use sex to get men. Men, of course, are like fools. Uh, (laughs) He's like, hey, want to have sex? Okay, i have sex with you. I'll just release all my zinc into you. <laughs> and, and so we just give away our energy. We slump down. And then she ends up feeling, once again, unavailable man. They never call back. They never come back. Because you don't even want to see her again. If you lose all your energy with a woman, which means that she does, she doesn't love you at all. She's just trying to get your love. She's trying to get your money. She's trying to get something from you. Using sex to get something from you. She'll take your energy, she didn't give you anything. So you end up feeling awful, which is why men typically don't go back to prostitutes. But uh, so S&M can be a kind of therapy, which allows somebody to go back and feel extreme feelings of vulnerability, where you let somebody be in charge of you so that you can feel like a child again and let those feelings come up and you're getting attention and so forth. And for many people works best through sex, because they were sexualized, and so through my sexual giving of you, my surrender of you, I can receive your love. Uh, and you know I, I'm open to all kinds of forms of therapy, and for some people, that's a great form of therapy. I think they can evolve beyond that, but that's their choice and whatever. You know there's so many levels of the evolution, like we've mentioned, semen retention. Uh, that's just a big thing for most for most guys to figure out, and it can be dangerous too. you know, when I was um, after being a monk for nine years. When I started having sex, it took me about three days of sex almost all the time before I could ejaculate, because I thought you now you're wow. supposed to ejaculate, you know. So uh, I was actually trying to ejaculate just to get that system going again. And then I started losing all my spiritual experiences <laughs> about that ejaculation. You know, I used to walk around with the universe surrounding me, oneness with everything, and all that went away after I started having a lot of ejaculations. Then I went back to, ejac- to not ejaculating and got prostatitis because uh, if you get excited to where your body has the urge to ejaculate and you stop it, uh, you're causing, uh, you're going against nature. That's a powerful force and it causes a strain, can cause an infection in your prostate, mm-hmm. a bladder infection, prostate infections. So you can get um, prostatitis from that. So uh, you have to like have a really good class to take and go real easy with it. So it's always effortless. You know, I know some teachers teach it like tighten up and take deep breaths. Uh, my technique is just uh you 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 get you, you see it coming and then you just relax into it and then go slow, and then you see it coming and you relax into it and see it coming, come back, come back, and you build up. And after a few months of not ejaculating, maybe several months of not ejaculating, then you build up, you build up, you build up, and those little buildups become big buildups and then they become orgasmic orgasms and and hmm. but you don't really have a full blown orgasm like when you ejaculate orgasm you don't have that full blown orgasm until you had semen retention for quite a while uh, and then uh-huh. you do but uh as far as relationship skills go uh it's really Mm, essential i think that you don't ejaculate at least for six days uh why because a woman's body needs to feel your testosterone level doubled for her okay that's like giving her a diamond ring biologically it's the diamond ring that says you're the one for me and she needs that that surge of testosterone in a man will cause an estrogen level to double in a woman Uh, and then she gets kind of like she needs to hit that bell of surrender of mindlessness. And then that need that she has, and really, uh, theoretically, she only has that need once a month. That's when her body ovulates, the the estrogen levels have to double. So if if her body's not ovulating and doubling, something's wrong with her in a sense. Uh, Something's missing. She'll feel something's missing. And when she feels something missing, then she's got to do more as opposed to relax more and enjoy her life more because she has what it, everything she needs. So there, there's a, you know, a simplicity to the whole thing I'm saying, which is uh-huh. uh, she can have more orgasms, but typically the best orgasm is going to be around ovulation time, generally speaking. Unless she did some wonderful date, unless she's feeling really good, it can double. That's the uniqueness of women, humans over monkeys, is they can have their, their ovulation, their estrogen levels double even when they're not ovulating. And that would be the case if you're a stud, meaning that you can continue to have orgasms without ejaculating, then, then her estrogen levels mm-hmm. will stay high. So you'll be in love practically all the time. But once that once that release happens, you love each other, but you're not necessarily in love with each other. And and you know, people do get a few years of being in love all the time. And then it shifts to comfortable. And comfortable and ease is because Familiarity has set in. See, uh, testo- testosterone goes up when dopamine is high, okay? That's a, mm-hmm. a free gift of testosterone for a man. And newness of the relationship stimulates dopamine, which gives you this really high testosterone. With, once serotonin sets in, because it becomes comfortable and there's love and there's cooperation and comfort, that comfort lowers the testosterone. So now you get this sort of easy relationship. some couples have to create drama, pull apart, in order for the dopamine to go really high and his testosterone to come. And then you have this great makeup sex. But over time, that also builds fear in your relationship and separation. So, you know, there's all kinds of ways people can have good sex uh, for a short period of time. But to keep great sex for a lifetime, it means not too much ejaculation for the man.
0: Yeah, it seems like uh, with relationships like the, I mean, even when it comes down to neurotransmitters, like dopamine and serotonin are at odds. It seems like testosterone and oxytocin are kind of at odds. Is that just the nature of a long-term relationship? You're kind of fighting comfort and novelty? Because um, I, 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 um, I had Dr. Charles Ryan, who wrote The Virility Paradox on. He was saying how when a man has a baby, his his testosterone levels drop like 90% for good reason. Like he shouldn't be out looking for new mates when he just had a child. and. It seems like testosterone is not great for stability like um high testosterone women get divorced more quickly etc like is it is it always going to be an ever go, like ongoing battle within your in like internal oh, I, forces <laughs>
1: i like that's the uh, it's called virility paradox yeah yeah, yeah that's a, exactly well that's my books as well that's all about uh-huh. uh that great stuff um it's the yin and the yang. It's the night and the day. It's the ancient Asian philosophy that always there's the opposite forces. And if you didn't have opposite forces, there wouldn't be any desire or passion. Okay, it's the coming together. So you can, coming together is ecstatic and then pulling apart and then coming together. Okay, and the way it works between men and women is going in and going out, going in and going out. That's why Mars-Venus, you have to get this. Mars-Venus, he pulls out, That's him going to his cave. Then he goes in and he pulls away. That's his rubber, he ejaculates. He's a rubber band, he's pulled back. If you just give him some time, women, he'll spring back because what he needs to do before he can enter into estrogen land, he needs to build up his testosterone. So his testosterone is high, then he can embrace the other part of himself, which is estrogen. So now he longs to come back to her to build up his estrogen. But if he's with her all the time and their comfort and their ease, what's going to happen is he's going to have his testosterone, going to have plenty of estrogen, and his testosterone doesn't go any higher. He needs to pull away. You can't increase testosterone that much if you're sitting there in estrogen, okay? So it's when a man feels separate that he builds up his testosterone. But there is a way you can actually be together all the time, theoretically, and and his testosterone stays super high, along with his estrogen being super high. And what would that be? That would be empathy. When you feel empathy for a woman, you're giving her a gift, okay? So your testosterone goes up, and you're feeling what she's feeling. So through empathy, you become rock star. That's what women want more than anything as well. Empathy is being inside of her emotionally, and yet not The same as her. Being inside of her, I can relate to that, but I'm not that way. You're upset about something I would not be upset about, but I relate to being upset because I've had times in my life where I was upset. So I can relate to that. I can feel what you feel, but I don't feel it. So maybe you're mad at me. I'm not mad at you, but I understand why you're mad at me. That's empathy. That's Superman, that, that's sex, okay? That's emotional sex, that's orgasmic. When you actually have real empathy and <coughs> to get technical in the terms, that would be compassion. And okay? compassion is where you're not reacting but you're actually feeling what somebody else feels, okay? Empathy is often, uh, you feel that, well, I feel that too. So we're together. That's what women talk about things with each other. One woman says, oh, my husband's awful, another one, mine too. That's to have empathy for each other, but what they're both feeling it. The other is where you're, you're not having that experience of the other person, but you're feeling it and experiencing it inside of them without judgment, without criticism, but with full understanding. So women need this understanding. And when a man can understand, he can approach this place of compassion, which is listening. It's a superpower of men. We, all, we don't realize that listening is the most powerful testosterone producer there is. is that mm-hmm. Men think, oh, yelling and screaming is all testosterone. Actually measure his body, that's estrogen. That's estrogen in his body. His testosterone is going down when he's yelling and screaming. Just that one idea can reframe for men how to be a man, how to feel power, how to be confident, how to get, get rid of procrastination, how to find your mission and purpose and pull forward. It's testosterone. When you're angry, your estrogen's going up, your testosterone's going down. When you're complaining, if you complain and whine and focus on, they did that to me and they did that to me, you're on your estrogen side. If you look at how did I contribute to the problem, how can I change, what can I do to solve it, what can I do to fix it, how can I be there for someone, how can I be selfless, throw me out of the equation, what can I do for you? That's Superman.
0: Yeah, yeah I find the empathy we... thing, it's a little, a little challenging because like I, I you wrote in the book and I've experienced this in myself when I'm trying to really be there for a partner that I lose myself. Like I'm trying to be there so for her that I, I mean, I just got out of a relationship actually and it was a great, she's a great person. I care about her, but I feel so much more like myself now that I'm single again. And this has been my experience with a lot of relationships.
1: Because... You're a great guy, that your love, that's connection, okay? That's your heart, you're a conscious guy, right? So you, you, you sense when you're with her that if you were to pull away and do your own thing, that she would feel hurt, that she would feel abandoned, that she would be rejected, that you wouldn't be a great guy. So this is what happens, so then when you pull away, you're on your own, you feel great. Well, you need to be in relationships and, and 80% of the time you pull away. Try that. Hmm. Ultimately, the problem with COVID right now, everybody's staying in their homes, huge fights. so many people (laughs) wanting divorce. And Wuhan, as soon as people started coming out, divorce rates have gone from 12 a week to 300 a week. People went long lines to get divorced. Why? A relationship that works, generally speaking, 80% of your fulfillment comes from your life, not dependent on your partner, not enmeshed with your partner but you making your decisions making your choices having your responsibilities having your friendships having your work having your personal growth having your spiritual journey all of that cuz you don't have a partner to get love from so you find another way well that's called growing up that's called having a life then 20% 20% is your relationship so what you'll do is you'll pull away you'll get 80% which is happiness you'll be fulfilled your testosterone will go up and then you'll feel this need to mesh to join, to become one with this woman because it will take you higher than you can do alone. But once it takes you higher, then you stop looking to the other 80% because it feels so good. And now it's all coming from her, won't work. So this is like men are godsend. You know, women say, why do men have to go to their cave? If he goes to his cave, it gives you a chance to have a life, women. Otherwise you get needy, you get demanding, you get critical, you get unhappy because he cannot fulfill No one vitamin can give you everything you need. If I have all my vitamins and I'm missing vitamin D, I'll be sick. But if I get that vitamin D, then suddenly I feel so good, so good. And then I stop taking all the other vitamins and I'm just taking vitamin D. I'll get sick. Vitamin D loses its power unless you've got A, B, C, D, E, F, G. FG. So it's yeah, a matter it was, of taking the space for yourself as a man and giving yourself permission to do so and having a partner that welcomes that, understands that that's a necessity for you.
0: Yeah, it was an interesting thing because uh, I, I got from like listening to your talks and, and reading your book recently that doing all the testosterone-driven activities that I like to do when I'm single could actually make me a better boyfriend. Her husband, like I, I, I always thought they would be at odds. It always feels like it's taking away from a relationship. But you're saying like being more of a man is actually just better <laughs> in relationship as well.
1: I, I am saying that, and and mm-hmm. you kind of helped other men listening defining being a man because this, what does it mean to be a man? Uh, it's such an abstract concept, particularly mm-hmm. today. So you defined being a man was doing all these. Uh, what were the things you said? Exercising. Oh.
0: Or testosterone activities. I don't know. Whatever what it is. Are,
1: what are they? What are in your mind? What are testosterone stimulating?
0: Uh, activities? Lifting weights, uh, yes. competitive things, work yes. things. Yes. Um, anything with struggle and like yes. Uh, yes. toughness. Challenge. Yeah. Overcoming. Yeah.
1: Struggle overcoming challenge. It's not so easy. But then also, you left out the other part of being a man. If you work hard, then you rest. If you will to right. late, you have to have recovery time. You have to sit mm-hmm. back and enjoy a football game. You have to be on and then you have to be off, on and off. And women don't want you to be on and off if they think you're like a woman because they're, mm-hmm. they're not that way. They're up and down. They need to share. They need you to do things for them. So what happens is if she doesn't understand what you need, you'll feel judgment, criticism, or you'll feel her disappointment, or you'll feel an obligation to be more connected to her. Because, you know, what they feel is, I I tell you a really great example as a writer for me, my wife used to feel so ignored by me because I'd be sitting at my computer writing and I'm totally focused. I'm not thinking about her at all. Okay, I'm focused. Well, she feels ignored because when I'm not writing, she's a part of my life. She's in my awareness. And women sort of, they can be focused, but they tend to hold everything at the same time. We narrow in there, hyper-focus, they feel ignored. So she was always upset. So I I moved. I built this office I'm in now, underground, outside my house. So when I'm at the office, I do my writing. And then she stopped feeling ignored. She went, oh, John's in the cave. John's doing his writing. John's at work. Oh, he's gone. As long as you're out of sight, then it's okay. They don't feel ignored as long as you're not out of sight for too long. Because they like that extra 20% that you provide for them. But many women don't know how to provide their 80%. They're not happy without a man. They feel they have to have the man to be happy. Then they look for you for too much. They're looking for you. They're missing other vitamins. And so mm-hmm. they'll always be dissatisfied. And dissatisfaction in a woman will push you away. You'll lose interest. You'll feel like I can't be myself and you feel
0: loved. Got it. I have two last questions. I know we're coming to the end of time, but. One is uh, just on what you just said. Uh, if if let's say one person in the in the relationship is reading your books, listening to this stuff, working on it, and the other person is just not playing ball, if they if they don't opt in as well, is there anything that other person can do, the active person, or do they just have to hope the other their partner? Well, uh, okay. So plays? does it one of the biggest
1: questions I hear from women is how do I get a man to read this book? How do I get my mm-hmm. husband to read this book? and that's the best question because it's easy don't ask him to read this book and ultimately he doesn't need to you can train a man men are like dogs we're easy to be trained women however are not easy to be trained you cannot as a guy they they think you see they've been relationship is a higher value for them typically so they've already been putting in so much energy doing the wrong stuff thinking it's the right stuff that if you come along and tell them they need help who are you? The guy who doesn't know anything. You're supposed to be telling me? It's like, like, oh, you're going to tell me how to have a baby? I'm the one who makes the baby. (laughs) You're telling me? You think, oh, I'm supposed to change? You need to change. So if a woman says to me, oh, my husband won't read the book. First of all, there's a practical solution. Just start reading the book all the time with a smile on your face. Uh, He'll be interested. And he's, what's that? Oh, some fun book about men. It's very funny. And then let it be. And then if that doesn't work, then what she could do is say, oh, yeah, you know, I'm reading, she's, he's seen her, he sees her changing, he sees her reading the book, then chapter four, something about the cave, I think it's chapter four, you just say, hey, there's this chapter about men, would you read this page, just this page, and tell me if you think it's true, it's about men, and it's hard for me to believe, and then it says, women, give him a break, he needs cave time. Every man would like to read that, so <laughs> suddenly he becomes curious in the book, so Nobody wants to feel I'm better than my partner. You should change. Mm -hmm. We are the ones who should change. So a man can sweep a woman off her feet by reading that book, learning to make the changes. But it's very, it's harder for him to change the dynamic of a relationship than it is for a woman to change the dynamic of a relationship. But in some cases, if you approach her, talking for the man now, with, I've been reading this book, it's really fun. And there's this chapter about women. I wonder, would you read it? And she goes, oh, that's sexism. <laughs> I said, good luck, buddy.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, cause, uh, is there anything? Because I actually, I speak to a lot of guys who have that issue. Like, they're in a marriage, they're the one working on it, and their wife is just shut down. Yeah. And
1: it's, it's called like, is there any hope. Is there any hope yeah. at that point? Yeah, okay. there's hope at that point. They don't need to bring Men from Mars into the house. They need to bring Beyond Mars and Venus. Beyond Mars and Venus is for women, basically, who think they're men or who think Mm. they're not, who shame themselves for being women, who are lost Mm. on their male side, and they don't know what it means to be feminine. They're no longer happy. They're no longer fulfilled. In that situation, Beyond Mars and Venus is a great, great book to help them understand their biology. You see, they're, they're so indoctrinated into the idea that we're not different. And so I launched in that book very clearly, biologically, your hormones are very different from his. And for your hormones to go into balance, your husband, he needs to serve you. (laughs) They like hearing that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And of course, then the logic is what he needs is to serve her and she needs to reward him. Well, no man's going to have a problem with that. Hey, I'll serve you as long as you reward me. No big deal. But again, I have to delicately do it. Some men don't want to feel like I'm going to serve you. I have a, a great idea I want to share with everybody right now because it's a little technique and then we can complete mm-hmm. for the COVID virus. If you're stuck with your partner too much of the time or if you've lost the, uh, the excitement in the relationship, this for over time could help as well and that is to polarize, to come back to the polarity of he's the man and she's the woman, okay? That's where the passion disappears. Passion will go away anyway because of the newness, but you rekindle it and you sustain it by maintaining opposites. If I can maintain more masculinity than her and she can maintain more femininity than me, that means she's happier and I'm doing tougher stuff. That's one way. I'm more independent and she needs from me. All these these forces. If you can hold on to those opposite forces, there's an attraction. Why is there an attraction? Because if I'm too far on my masculine side, I want to connect with my female side. And she's got so much female energy, I want to get inside of her. So if she's over on the female side, she wants some of that masculine energy to balance her. So the attraction, if you can maintain polarity, sexual polarity, gender polarity, I have more masculine energy. She has more feminine energy. You will come together. Okay, now, how to do that? That's this game. It's called Genie in a Bottle. So, for 20 minutes, there's a time 20 minutes, only for 20 minutes on this day. She can ask him to do anything and he will do whatever she wants for 20 minutes. And she will be delighted and she will enjoy and she will love that he's doing things for her. And he will say, Oh, it's my pleasure. It's my pleasure have you ever seen the movie princess bride yeah yeah it's a A long time ago yeah Yeah, yeah, a long time ago all my kids saw it. i know the words to it they all say the words together the girls love it princess bride well he sweeps her off her feet because she says things and he he never talks by the way he just smiles and he says as you wish as you wish (laughs) just completely seduces her with that as you wish so not that you can live your life this way, but for 20 minutes, you're the genie. Now, when I set up as a genie, every man wants to be a genie. Genie is all powerful. I can do whatever you wish. I have the power. So that's the power of success. So you create a window. Any He can do anything easily and lots of little things as opposed to one thing. Lots of little things create surges of estrogen in her and surges of testosterone in him. I did this. I got rewarded. And what is the reward? Her delight for happiness and you play with it you'll resist it for the first five minutes maybe 10 minutes if you've got a crummy relationship but then you'll break through the hormones will go into balance because if you are serving her as a man and she is asking see these women who are too independent they don't ask for help they don't even know they need help they don't know how good it will feel to get help how comforting it is to feel like i can ask for anything and he'll do it within that 20 minutes. So you can't say, okay, I want you to always remember to turn out the lights in the bathroom. No, that's the future. You can't do that. There's no always. It's right now, go turn out the lights in the bathroom. Oh, I'm happy to do. Yes, I will be glad to do. Make me some orange juice. Oh, i love to do that. i go pick them from the tree, make orange juice. She needs to see him do action for her personally. It will surge her estrogen. It will surge his testosterone. There was a time when this wasn't needed at all. When a woman needed a man for money, then he would leave her, but her estrogen would go up because he's going and doing something that she doesn't want to do, doesn't want to do, and is glad he's doing it for her and something she needs. So the biggest estrogen producer is when you do something she doesn't want to do, something she doesn't like doing, or something that she needs, estrogen goes up and that's this game for 20 minutes. And It's just playful and it resets those those hormones. And you don't like rush right into sex or anything. Don't use it to have sex if you're not having sex in your marriage. It rebuilds the hormones so eventually there'll be that natural attraction again mm-hmm. and you want to have sex.
0: Cool. Okay, I see one last question. I know we're yeah. we're at yeah. the end. Um so someone who has traveled a very ascetic path and using meditation to balance his inner masculine feminine and also has gone very extensively in the other way of like having that feminine outside of him. Do you think there's a better, like, is there one better than the other? Do people need to pair bond? I guess that's just like kind of a broad question. Like what do you think about that?
1: Oh, I think that, I think as souls, we come into the world with a mission and sometimes our mission is just personal growth. And then it, it's like uh to be a monk, to be celibate, to, have your own personal life. Um, there are some people, that's their purpose. That that was, I, for nine years, I was purely celibate, meditation, personal growth, and, and happy, okay? There wasn't anything missing in my life. I didn't need sex. I didn't need a woman. I didn't need a relationship. I just needed to connect with the divine. But for me, once I connected with the divine, then, all right, I did that. Now I need to bring it into the world and help my brother mm-hmm. And if then,
0: and, and,
1: to... and then I felt like I was God's gift to women. Okay. I felt like I <laughs> became this little Casanova for a while, you know, I'm mean, having sex with you know, basically a hundred women just going around doing this and learning about sex and everything. And then I realized that, well, there's an, there's an emptiness to that and that through making love with someone you cherish one person that's monogamy uh, you actually can make more love. So there's a thing where in Taoism, you can, you know, I can pull, I'm a Taoist as well, so I can pull energy from the universe. I pull it from flowers, I pull it from nature, I pull it from trees, the sky, water, fire, all the elements, which are, are the pure frequencies. I can go into meditative states, becoming one with those elements, and, and I'm drawing energy from the universe. Okay, that's, and that's a limit to how much the universe has to give. When you get a man and a woman together, our yin and yang forces having sex, you, and you don't ejaculate but you're you're raising the energy. You actually make more energy and bring it into the world. So through sex, you can actually bring in higher energy into the world more powerfully than any other way, in my understanding of it, at least. So I feel like when, when I'm making love, I'm helping the world. I call in the gods to come through into the world and enjoy more energy. But in a practical sense, if you want to have a family, and I think most people do, uh, and not everybody, And I think that many people don't know they want to have a family because their hormones are out of balance. Okay, so Mm -hmm. let's know that's the case. We know that's the reality. When a woman's estrogen levels are too low, she can't feel the fall in love. She can't feel the biological state where she would want to have a baby. So a lot of women say, I don't want to have a baby just because they don't have estrogen levels. But our souls do have a mission. Some people are here on vacation. Some people are here for personal growth. Some people are here to create a family and have that experience. You know, we have many, many lives and many, many experiences. But I think for most people, uh, the idea in Hinduism, where a lot of this yogic meditation comes from, there were stages in life and the stages of life where brahmacharya was celibacy as a foundation for spirituality. And once you know, once you have self-realization, The next level up, and I believe it is a level up, is to then share yourself, okay, through love. Okay, then next level up from there, when you can share yourself through love authentically with another person, the next level up is to share yourself selflessly into the world. And so you're doing your mission and your genius comes out. Now, some people go up there and their genius comes out, but they haven't learned how to balance their energy in a relationship. And so they become crazy and suicidal and become drug addicts and kill themselves which happens to a lot of very talented people. It's too much voltage to come through. They haven't yet achieved self-realization We're able to sustain the self and the presence of someone outside who's different and harmonize those differences. So one level of enlightenment is harmonizing differences. You know, we see right now in America, there's such a polarity. Nobody can stand each other if they're different. If you're one party or the other, I can't even listen to you. Certain stations, too irritating to even listen to another point of view. OK, that's where we, we we have a sense of who I am, but we have to be able to sustain who I am in the presence of someone who's not like me. That's your duality of yin and yang and feel the oneness, unity and diversity. And That's what a university is supposed to do is train you to have open minded thought to differences. And we don't have that today at all. We're actually trained in the universities. One way is the right way, as opposed to unity and diversity and that you learn through relationships.
0: Thank you so much. This is a great way to end. This has been a very enlightening conversation. I appreciate it, John. Oh,
1: I really I really enjoyed talking to you. Enjoy your questions very much. I hope to do it again. Thanks.
0: Yeah, and uh, so Beyond Mars and Venus is the most recent book, right? And, uh, yes. Is there anywhere else people can find your work? Uh, oh, Mars Venus um, Institute, right? Yeah.
1: No, MarsVenus.com. MarsVenus.com. Okay, sorry. Um,
0: We'll we'll, we'll attach that. A free
1: course on how to get more in your relationships. Everybody should take it. There's one that goes for singles, one for couples, one for men, one for women, married men, married couple. Everybody, we do a different course for every person depending on where you are. We have a little thing you fill out. It's quite amazing. My daughter, Lauren Gray, uh, teaches it with me, and uh, she developed the whole thing. It was fantastic. She's actually your generation, which is smarter than my generation. But I have the wisdom. Uh, you're still growing. <laughs> but you're smarter, no doubt about it.
0: Well, thanks so much, John.
1: Okay, thanks.
0: Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. If you want to catch the rest of my work, go to Luando.com. Catch me on social media, at ruando, And please do not forget to subscribe.